0: Welcome to the manifest your dream marriage podcast. I'm Daniela Adamski, self awareness and relationship master coach and the author of the power of a growth mindset, the journey to emotional freedom. I believe that when we become our highest version of ourselves, we become a magnet for love. My goal with this podcast is to inspire you to master your inner world so you can master attracting and maintaining a loving relationship using spiritual and scientific principles. Thanks for joining me today. From heartbreak to a heart full of love and purpose. Do you ever feel that no matter what you are doing, it's not enough for your partner? That's exactly how my guest today, Beata Severin-Reed, was feeling when her fiancé of 11 years was having an affair on her. She knew something was wrong, something wasn't right, but she never imagined that her fiancé would be having an affair. Beata was devastated by his betrayal and she spent six years in a deep depression. She tried to outrun her life circumstances by moving to America but what she realized was that she could not outrun her limiting belief that she wasn't good enough. One day she heard a female mentor in Canada speak about journaling and her intuition told her that she should work with this woman. Her life began to transform within just a few short months. Inspired by her own transformation, she became a transformational coach to women all over the world. Please welcome Beate Severin-Reed to the show. Thank you so much, Beate, for coming today to your Manifest Your Dream Marriage podcast. I really appreciate having you on today. It's so exciting because we have a lot in common and you help women just like I do. So if you could just share with me a brief story about how you got started in coaching.
1: Absolutely. It's my pleasure, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And where do I start? I guess from the beginning.
0: <laughs> so- yeah, let's start from the beginning and and talk about, I really liked your story because A lot of the women that I attract are in relationships and there's some trouble in their relationship and they feel heartbroken. So I think your story will really inspire other people. Absolutely. So uh, I'm originally from Poland.
1: I'm gonna release the secret of my accent. (laughs) So so, yes, no more secrets. Uh, I'm from Poland, living currently in US, Colorado. And um, how did I get here? I think it's the the main part of the story. Um, So I was born and raised in a very small village back in Poland, uh, growing up and with the, uh, I I wouldn't say awareness, but with this uh, beliefs of my my family and, and environment that no matter what you want in life, the most important is to have husband, get married, uh, have some kind of job, education, but family and being in a relationship like marriage is the most important. I thought, okay, so I was studying, I met this beautiful man kind of early, I'm I'm not sure, but early, probably about, we were in our twenties, 19, 20. Yeah, I was like 20 years old. And uh, yeah, it was beautiful relationship. There were ups and downs. And we were together for 11 years. There were times when coaches like to say or counselors there were red flags that we are not our dream actually, is getting separated. I was dreaming bigger than my uh, fiance at that time. But you know, well, so long being together, is like, what do you do? You just stay, you just make it work. And I was feisty Polish girl and like strong, really. I had, my mom was my, my hero and she was always strong. So I was like, I'm gonna make it work. No one is gonna leave me or I'm not gonna leave me. We're gonna make it work. And, uh, but my dream Then my dream was so loud and I actually went for it. I moved to, from this small town village to capital city back in Poland and the the deal was I'm gonna go there start looking for a good job and find a place where we're gonna live and you're gonna join me and he was like yes that sounds wonderful and I was there a couple months and I started seeing the that we we don't connect anymore the same it's, something is going on but again come on it's not gonna happen to me we are together for so long we are planning to get married i'm looking for these beautiful dresses and I already uh, you know i was writing it's so funny because probably especially ladies we do it write down your name with this new last name how is it gonna sound yes so it's like oh Should I leave my last name too or whatever? So I have all these plans and there is this 11th anniversary coming. And I was so excited. I already felt some fear inside because this this disconnection was weird. I got less and less contact. He was always busy. So the signs were there, but no, it's not going to happen to me. And uh, just a couple of days when I was planning to come home and it's like, wow, well, I was even ready to quit on my dream. I, I, yes, I did, did not tell you that. So I decided that if something is going on and he's not happy uh, with, what, with what we previously planned to do, I'm just gonna quit on my dream and this job. I had a really good job and I found a beautiful place in a, capital city, I'm just going to come back and we will start family because I was in my 30s already. And come on, in Poland, when you are 30, you are kind of out of the market. You are old. You should be already married. Your life should be planned. You should supposed to have kids. Come on, what's wrong with you? So I was ready to shrink and stop dreaming about my dreams and do whatever I need to do to fulfill other people's dreams. Yeah, you should be married and have family. Uh, but it did not go the way I wanted because usually when you, pl- you have a plan, life has bigger plan for you. And I received a text message from this beautiful man that, you know, basically you don't have to come actually this coming weekend that you are planning to come to the town because we are done. I'm with someone else. You, ne- you don't have to ever come back it broke my heart because it's not only that I was, I had no chance to find out to, I I like, you know, I I, probably all of us, we like to see someone's face who was with you for 11 years and say, I don't love you anymore. I I don't know. I, I don't even know now what I was expecting. I was expecting to hear it face to face, but I had not. I didn't have a chance. And all the fears that for years were there that I'm not enough. I didn't mention to you, but at age seven, I had a car accident, uh, traumatic brain injury. And I was told that probably I will never do or achieve anything in my life. So this fear, since seven year old, that you won't be like other kids. It was the doctor's actual words. You won't be like the other kids anymore. Don't dream big. You won't achieve what other peoples do because you won't be able. You won't be enough. So this not enoughness was mm. yes. And there was this huge confirmation. I was not enough to even have this beautiful man in my life.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it took me on a journey of depression. And I was there, oh my goodness, for at least five years. Uh, still living in a big town in this capital city, because going back, it was too painful. Small town, everyone knows you and you, you know, you have this uh, belief that everyone is looking at you and judging you that, oh, right, she, she couldn't yeah. even, keep that man well what kind of woman she is and she's already 30 oh my goodness yes so all these stories you had I, a
0: ton of stories in your head didn't you absolutely
1: yes i had so many stories yes so mm-hmm. instead of using it in empowering myself. I was disempowering myself. I looked for, search for some help, didn't really got the right help, I guess, but I believe everything happens for a reason. So it's, it really happened for the reason for me, because at some point I decided that you have to do something with yourself. I was looking in the mirror and I didn't like myself even, and I was like if you don't like yourself who else would like you to be around you. Right. So, yeah, it's this yeah. crazy sadness, my eyes always full of uh, tears and I was working in a hospitality. So during the day what you do you go and you serve to people. You you at first contact with the client is smile. So I learned to put this mask for eight hours, 10 hours a day and was coming back home and crying my eyes until I fall asleep. So that was all the signs like I'm so tired, I'm exhausted of being who I am. I need to do something, something totally different. And I decided that I'm gonna go a move to the United States because well, I that's
0: didn't... totally different and great. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, because it's, it's so funny. It is I so funny. <laughs> later in my life, I noticed that we are so afraid, people. Yeah, we are so afraid of changes that we are waiting, waiting until this pain is so big. The inner emotional pain is so big that you have no other choice, but you just have to do something totally different.
0: It, it seems like that's human nature. Absolutely. Yes. That, but... You know, you, they wait until something tragic. Right. And yeah. sometimes, like you said, you were depressed for five years. That's a, a very long time to be. I know. On, you know, on the vibrational scale, just feeling so low for so long. But at some point you just said, this is enough. Absolutely. I love Something it. Something
1: different, right? That, and I think everyone comes to the point sometimes when it's like feeding this, this pain all the time. So you are searching for everything, what is, for the stories, movies what that are feeding your pain. And eventually enough is enough. And yeah. it's when I moved to, to United States... And it's, I always say that story because I think it's so funny. On the plane, you are allowed back then, at least I think it's the same still, you were allowed to take only one huge luggage. So I I only took with me one huge, I mean, big luggage with some clothes and some other stuff, but the invisible luggage that I was dragging behind me, I was like, it's probably (laughs) like, five planes. I don't know. But it was huge. Uh, I love the that analogy. You're dragging <laughs> this
0: luggage with you on the
1: Absolutely. Plane. I, I, as soon as I landed and started this new great job, oh my gosh, five-star resort and beautiful. And, um, soon after I found out that I'm, I'm still not happy. I'm basically mm-hmm. the same point where I was emotionally and like the inner being is, is um, I'm not enough. My language that I have, my English is not not good enough. Sometimes, you know, you have upset customers and they're going to use whatever. And they often use, oh, is there someone who really speaks English or mm-hmm. go back? Yeah, yeah. But so then I was taking it personally.
0: Right, but that you still, reinforced your belief right, yeah,
1: you didn't yes, have yes. good Absolutely. enough English. So you weren't good enough. Yes, no, I don't belong, and I met, and in all this misery, I met my current husband. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, we've met briefly again, uh, back in time, but never really have a conversation even. And we started dating, he was divorced. I was kind of divorced, yeah, because we didn't, I, I was not formally married, but if you are with someone for 11 years, it's a long time. So he had his own baggage, luggage. I had my own baggage, luggage. There were kids, uh, three stepsons. And after a year of dating, we decided to get married. And the first three years, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, were terrible. First of all, culture, you, European culture, and american culture i thought that it's pretty the same but it was not mm-hmm. there was so many differences that we had to really get to know each other on not only who who he is or what he likes but also how he is thinking and how i am thinking i'm very direct and it's very polish also that i really say what i see or think and in u.s it's more like I don't know what, yeah, I'm gonna say it, it's more like sugar coating. You have to be very careful what you say because people are getting authentic. we're very
0: sensitive.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> so I had to learn that too. And I'm not saying that it's bad. Right. I'm just saying that you if you are with it's different
0: partner it's different culture, right?
1: Especially when the partner is from different culture, you have to learn right. how to communicate what what language not language that you use but the the emotional language is mm-hmm. in you. so I, I remember this now we will laugh about that but it was not really funny when he was going uh, for work and he has this suit and like oh my gosh we have to get you i love fashion so always i'm paying attention to that stuff And like, you have to we have to find you better suit i don't like it you look like terrible and he's like he got like, I was like oh my gosh you just hurt me so much like you never say anything nice I was like no I thought that it's nice I'm telling you that you're not looking good in that suit so oh my goodness ladies mm-hmm. that was yeah and I had to learn that you don't right. you have to find different words to bring the point sometimes
0: right but because also, men are really sensitive believe it or not they're very sensitive to the way we absolutely them and our facial expressions and they take it to heart more than we think that they do and so you do have to be very sensitive to
1: absolutely <laughs> i agree and i still had my own stuff like um mm-hmm.
0: very my, direct
1: right very direct and the relationship between my mom and dad, and that she was always that strong person, and the, the culture as well. Like you have to, if you are a strong woman, you you have to be like harsh, kind of. So mm-hmm. it was all the stuff that I was still learning about myself, not just about him. And we actually got to the point where. Yeah, we separated for six months. We had almost got divorced. We had two hearings and, but with the second hearing, uh, we were like, well, we are not sure if we really want to get divorced. We were talking in the meantime. So he he moved out for six months. I'm here, new to this country. And it was quickly after, very soon after our uh, marriage, I mean, uh, wedding. So it was another confirmation that mm-hmm. I'm not enough to have. Yeah, men yeah. So at, you had this limiting
0: life. belief that right not enough, and that kept playing as a path absolutely in all areas. The one thing I also want to point out is that you had this story that you were going to get married by thirty, and yes. maybe, and you were going to work at this new position in the city. And when w- one thing was going great, the other wasn't going so well. And so as soon as he decided that he didn't want to marry you, like that story did not match up to your right. story. Right. You and dreaming about for, for probably your whole life since you were a, you know, a young girl. Thinking. Absolutely. And then when you get to that point and that story doesn't happen the way that you think, I, I believe that's, Tony Robbins talks about it, and that's when, when your story doesn't line up with the reality, that's when people really go into a deep despair, depression, and they really can't focus on how other things are going great, and also you said everything happens for a reason. During your depression, I'm sure you weren't thinking, oh, this is going to be the best <laughs> that happened to me. Absolutely oh, when I come right. out of this, I'm going to feel like a new woman and I'm going to be able to empower many women. I'm sure in the moment you were thinking, this is the worst thing that could happen to me, right? Yes. And we don't see the,
1: the light in this tunnel. We don't just see it We're it's the end. I'm never going to find anyone. No one is going to, mm-hmm. and it's, I'm not saying that hundred percent of people think that way, but 90% of us- A lot of people are, do think like right. that. Right. We just seek for this. When something negative is happening, we we'll seek for another negative outcomes. Like mm-hmm. It's not, why is it happening to me? It's always happening to me. And you find to, yeah, that our brain just seeks for the confirmation. Oh Yeah. I didn't re- uh, receive that promotion um, at fa- fi- fifth grade. This boy didn't.
0: <laughs> right. So we just are. You're looking to- for evidence, and it just keeps piling on and piling on like Absolutely. a crash hill, and yes, you just yes. keep looking for a- any evidence. Your brain almost yeah. And I love what you said. Focuses like, on when,
1: that when you are in that mindset. It was victim mindset. Mm-hmm. Right. Poor me. It's all happening to me. Mm-hmm. And so you don't see the like you, you just said, you don't see the opportunities around. I did not see it. I was work, Oh my goodness. I was in United States in this beautiful five stars, five diamond resort working right. as a, a supervisor at that time. And I w- I didn't see how many like great things is still coming to me. I was so focused on, like you said, what is not happening, right? That is not matching the story that I already created. Right, so
0: we all have a story and whatever story that we're playing in our head, it's going to create reality for us over and over and over again. So whatever that story is.
1: I love Scott Turo. I believe his uh, name is. He says, who are we? But the stories we tell ourselves and about ourselves and believe."
0: Yeah, and belief, right. So I I, I, I always tell my clients this, this story. If you believe it, then it hurts you usually. So if someone were to say, oh, you're just so rude, but you don't believe that you're a rude person, you would be like, well, that's your opinion. Absolutely. You that you were a rude person and there was a belief inside you, even if it was a small little belief that you were rude, you... Almost would take offense to that. Yes. Because even, and it's weird because you think, oh, I don't really want to be rude. I'm not rude. But even if your subconscious mind thinks that you're rude a little bit, then you get like you get hurt. So
1: absolutely. Again, looking for the confirmation of the story that we hear or create, because most of our stories that I found out later that were they they're just imposed on us mostly as a kid and teenagers when, by our society and environment where we grow up in.
0: So yeah. Yeah. So how did you go from, did you start seeing the patterns? And then how did you make the change into becoming the empowerment coach, helping women? How did you, from being so depressed on the verge of another breakup, and then creating this transformational you know, life. Yes, so
1: again, I was just getting ready for work. And so you put your, if you are a lady or whoever who likes to put makeup. You, so I was putting the makeup on and I looked in the mirror and I really did not like what I see. Not that the makeup was wrong. I just look in my eyes and I was like the sadness. It's like, oh my gosh, here I am again. I just created another circle. I'm the same place where I used to be not happy, hated really who I am. So it was like a waking up moment when you have to do something with it, like do physically create the change. I was really good with running away as yes, I could even cross the ocean, but I didn't want to run away anymore. <laughs> right. So I decided to seek for, uh, for help. And it's when I got interested in coaching. So I was listening to podcasts. I was reading the.
0: So you were seeking, you were trying yes, to find yes, answers, absolutely. but nothing really was hitting, like really resonating until you listened to a specific podcast, right. heard something. Yes when you decided and I'll reach out to that person,
1: right? Absolutely. And and I think I would suggest everyone who is listening, search, keep searching. When your heart is really seeking for help, you just feel it. So don't mm-hmm. keep it for you, like go and, and, and listen and read. And it's the best way how to, to find your own tool because I went through some coaches and so many tools but nothing, like you said, was working until I heard that lady from Canada. I'm in US, she's in Canada, but I heard her talking about journaling and it was Mm -hmm. like, whoa, maybe it's some, you know, it just kicked like my heart was, your intuition, you trust your intuition, (laughs) was saying, it's it's something for you? And still skeptic, like, oh, I'm not sure, but it's when I reach out and eventually we started working together and uh, and again, week five, it was just week five. And I'm still working on my relationship with my husband, which we reconnected after the separation and all of this stuff. So it's still challenging. But the week five of my journaling and coaching, uh, my husband is coming home and hi hi and I'm writing on in my online journal and he's just stands there in the kitchen and he's looking at me and like,
0: He's know. giving you those that look, right?
1: That... Right, right, right. And and again, he is not. He was not really into coaching. He was very skeptical about coaching. But he's. I don't know. He's saying, I don't know what these people do with you out there. But I'm happy what they do and keep doing what you are doing mm-hmm. because I love to see you smiling without the reason. Yes. I love this glow. Like you, you change. They are more calm. And I was like, wow.
0: And yeah, it so you, it's hard to see it happening in within you because you're so close to it. And you know that something is happening, but it really, when somebody else tells you, especially somebody close to you. So, Absolutely. You just seem so peaceful, joyful, happy. What are you doing? Right? Yes. am somebody that is close to you, a friend or something, and they just get curious because they... They can feel the energy and they want whatever it is that you got. As,
1: it, it's what happened at work as well. People yeah. started asking, like, did you change your haircut? Did you change your makeup?
0: <laughs> You're like, no, Something it's the full energy. <laughs> uh,
1: yes. And it's when I started to understand that the change that I was making within me was actually affecting the environment. I started to have better relationships at work, was more Productive and the relationship with customers where it was like, oh my goodness! It, it, it was the smiling without the reason. It was very funny mm-hmm. because yeah. I, so you
0: were smiling yeah. before, and that was fake. And yeah, people didn't. It, yes, you still have it, that smile on your face, and it didn't have the it same. Was totally but now different. that it was true from the inside out, absolutely, they could yes. feel it energetically and they wanted to be around you they oh yes
1: absolutely you you just attract kind of two kinds of people one like similar to you so you've you've i was finding other people who are interested in coaching and also you attract people who are totally opposite they are on this end that you used to be on like oh my god yeah what yeah, happened? they want what it. They do? see the right. answer in
0: you. Yes, is really what I think that is happening. Is they absolutely you have what they want. They don't know how to get it, and they're. It's almost a curiosity. Like they're curious. What? what yeah. You, yes. What? What does this make? Do? Is she really that happy? Right. Really? And, and
1: you know, people are funny because sometimes like, oh, did you, did you want some lottery? And I was like, do you think that? <laughs> no, I <was> like, yes, <laughs> yes, I yes. did. <laughs> yes, the, the different kind of lottery. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, money is not, money is important, but it's not why I yeah changed. Mm-hmm. So it's when I decided to start helping other women Mm -hmm. as well and empower them through change and transition. And if I just can quickly explain, because I think the change and transition is misunderstood often. Change is in my coaching and um, in in the coaching reality is not something what is just happening with you. It's a physical event that is happening. For me, the one was when my fiance decided to leave me this was the fact yes he left i we are not together anymore and it just happened it it happened and it's what it is so this is the event that happened and the transition is the emotional part it's basically your mind knows that whatever was is not there anymore but your heart is still adjusting Mm -hmm. to the current situation it's so it's what I coach my customers and my clients through this emotional adju- adjustment is the long process. That even mm-hmm. The event change is quick. You lost the job, you got divorced. I mean, physically right. this this can take time, but right. you're not in the same position where you was, where you were before but this emotional part, it can take years. For me, it took really long. I lost freaking five years of my
0: life mm-hmm. a
1: story that was not even true.
0: Right, and it's the stories and that I think, I mean, that is the key part here is that you have a story. It didn't match up to what you know you really wanted to happen. The reality didn't end up being exactly what you wanted. So you have to change the story. You either change the story and look at, okay, well now this gives me an opportunity, not like this is a problem, but this gives me an opportunity to find somebody who is actually going to be loyal and who will stand by me and who will fight for me, who will take care of me and not leave me. Um, I mean, it's an opportunity. I I think something that didn't work out and you turn it into something beautiful. Yes, and I just- That's transformation. That's true transformation.
1: If I can share with your audience also, next year is our 10th anniversary with my husband, and oh my goodness, who would think that we will even get there? And if I can just give you quick tip, communication, and yeah, communication is the key to any relationships, but also the first key to relationship is you get to know yourself first. What right. do you want, yeah. the clarity
0: that you want. To me, about. it's the self-awareness. So yes. i awareness expert. And to me, everybody says it's communication. Well, if you don't know yourself and you don't know your spouse, you're gonna have trouble communicating. Even if you have the right word, you still, you won't be able to communicate if you don't really know yourself. Why are you saying the things that you're saying? Why are you affected by the things that you're affected by? What is the real story and the beliefs behind all of that? Absolutely. Pattern. Communication yeah. improves when your mind is, is you know, thinking the positive, thinking that your spouse has good intentions, but if the story is my spouse doesn't care about me, he doesn't have good intentions, well, the words that are going to come out of your mouth could be something that will not land very well and that he may mis- misunderstand because you going not I- have in it.
1: I think the most important part of communication is to be able to communicate during this difficult moment, because yeah. very often in relationships, we just turn, we go to one room, your spouse goes to the other room, and you don't talk at all. And mm-hmm. it's, I I did that the, being the same. I could not talk for weeks if I mm-hmm. decided that I didn't like what he said, and it's not the good way to really work on your relationship. You have to be able to communicate during these tough Mm -hmm. Mm times.
0: And when you know yourself, you know why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. So you can communicate it a lot better easily.
1: Absolutely. Without, without anger. I think it's the most important. Yes.
0: With compassion.
1: Right. So I like to say, focus on the solution, not on the problem. And very Mm -hmm. often in all kinds of relationships, even the work business, we focus on the problem. What did you do? Why did you say it? Why you didn't do? Instead of, okay, what is going on? What is behind the story?
0: Yes, wonderful. Okay, so you help women right, in your coaching business. Tell us a little bit about, about uh, the women that typically come to you. Um, what ki- What type of women come to you? and and how can you help them do you have any programs that you offer or coaching one on one how how does it work when somebody comes absolutely. to
1: absolutely
0: so i empower women through
1: change and transition so the main focus in our coaching is their thinking and basically we focus on their strengths and their ability to overcome challenges successfully because Again, very often we focus on what we can't do or we can't change in suit what we can. And the typical woman is a woman mostly late 30s, 40s, and up, and on the outside, successful, strong and very outgoing. On the on the inside, very lost and feel like. You know, usually we are our best clients. Yeah, mm-hmm, so similar mm-hmm. to where I used to be, not very sure if, about herself. Very longing a change, the heart is longing a change, but doesn't know where to start, what that change would look like because she doesn't really know who she is. Very often she is after some tough experiences going through yes. divorce or some other, other uh, personal or business stuff mm-hmm. stuff and she just wants to she knows that there is more she knows that there is a uh, better life and she can live on a different level but she's just not sure where to start and it's it, what i i am there for them the, to find out who i am the clarity mm-hmm. the courage and confidence the confidence mm-hmm. is huge for women and the mind. Basically, it's based on what I was coached. I have 10 steps to better journaling. It's a, because I use journal in my coaching. It's a free gift. If anyone wants to go to my website and download it and my coaching program that I highly recommend, it's courage to change. Because if you don't have courage, you won't ever change what is not working in your life right now and to find out where you want to go because if you don't know what you want it doesn't really matter yeah what you're gonna do you're gonna get distracted Mm -hmm. and it's it's i do one-on-one i have a group coaching but it's the best way to find out more about me is to go to my website it's beata lifecoaching.com or you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, DM me, uh, DM, direct message me. I'm always there for you. And yeah, I would love to learn more about you.
0: Okay, that sounds great. Thank you so, so very much, Beata, for coming today to my show. I really appreciate it. I will put all the links uh, below in the comments, and I also will share it on all social media platforms. So thank you so very much. It's been a pleasure to get to know you. Thank you so much. My pleasure.